Thanks for tuning in to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. As you know, we are looking back at this year's top podcast. And so we're in our second week of seven weeks of giving you some of our best episodes. This week, I want you to remember maybe episode 16. We're going back quite a ways here. Uh, it's not where you want to be is the title of it. So I want you to take some notes, uh, enjoy, and let's find out if you are not where you want to be. And we'll uh, see you on the other side. You're listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Today, we want to talk about uh, not where you want to be, question mark, not where you want to be. So simply, uh, what I'm finding a lot of here lately as I train leaders and I'm working with uh, some of my clients, uh, there is a, seems to be a lot of dissatisfaction with where we are as individuals and as teams. It seems as if everyone has uh, set goals for themselves uh, to get to a certain place, but uh, just not quite satisfied uh, with where they are. Uh, so it doesn't mean that we haven't experienced success at some level or some measure of success, if you will. I'm just saying that it seems like that the, the, the major accomplishment, the major goal has yet to be achieved, has somehow avoided us. It seems as if the success that we ultimately want, feel like we deserve for, and, and finally, as a matter of fact, we, we work, we're working so hard to get there that it just seems like uh, sometimes are we pushing the right buttons? Well, I've been working with some people in some groups, and, and I want to tell you that uh, when we become intentional, it makes a difference. When we decide that this is what we want to do and we decide to account for our efforts, that's when you're going to see a big difference. As I, as I talk to people in my everyday walk, I find people who are super busy and producing things, but yet not really productive toward a certain end. Maybe you're like that. Maybe you've got a lot of irons in the fire and just hoping something happens, but it doesn't really happen because you're not where you want to be yet. Well, let me take you on a few-step journey here on today, and let's talk about just a few things that will hopefully help you in your quest to get where you want to be. Uh, the first one is you have got to have the right motivation. I, I understand that we talk about motivation and or motives all the time and, and what really makes you tick and what the ultimate goal is. And, and many times in business or in leadership or in personal growth, uh, we have some ends to a mean. But a lot of times what we're looking for is, is, is for something else or someone else or it's not even what we're passionate or purposeful about. So in other words, the object becomes money and not, not what I'm supposed to be doing. So uh, when you are going to have the right motivation, you have got to have the right why. Uh, understand that when your why is not bigger than what you're doing, uh, what you're doing will cause you too much pain to keep doing it. When, when your why is not bigger than what you're doing, 
what you're doing will cause too much pain for you to keep on doing it. I need someone to understand uh, that you are going to have to go through some things in, in this. So, so if you don't have a why that's bigger than what you're going through, at some point, it just won't make any sense to continue the journey. At some point, you'll have a hard time figuring out, why, now, why am I doing this again? Why do I keep putting myself to this? Why do I keep running to the same brick wall and banging my head up against this wall? Because your why or your motivation is, is, is not more significant to you than the problem you encounter. But when you have or possess the right why, when your motivation is correct. You will go through some things that you wouldn't ordinarily go through. When your why is bigger than you, you'll endure some things you wouldn't normally put up with. When your why uh, it gives you a reason to wake up in the morning, it'll give you the same reason to stay up late at night and finish your day's work. What I'm simply trying to say is a wrong why cannot stand the pressure that's required to get the job done. When your why is incorrect, when your motive isn't right, it just can't stand up to the pressure of doing what it takes to get where you want to be. And so really, I want to ask you, how bad do you want to be where you say you want to be? Have you clearly articulated it? Have you written it down? Is it a goal you're pointing to? Or do you just simply want to be, quote unquote, better? Do you simply just want to uh, uh, get bigger, larger, stronger, faster, whatever the case may be? Uh, have you not clearly identified what exactly it is you want to do and the why behind it will serve as the engine. So if your why is not clear or your why is not bigger, then you'll never achieve your goal and you'll never be where you want to be. So it's important that you learn how to make sure that you put yourself in a position to understand clearly what motivates you. I, I want to recommend some practical tips for you today. Uh, the first thing is write down your why. Write it down. And once you write it down, I want you to revise it, reduce it until it becomes small and and something you can memorize and state clearly and quickly. It's almost like a personal mission or vision statement. You want to say uh, your why and your why for everything you do ought to point you back to one place because if it points you back to one place, no matter where you go, you'll always have a compass to keep you on track. So you want to write it down, revise it, reduce it, simplify it, and then commit it to memory. Once you commit it to memory or in the process of committing it to memory, place your why in places that will remind you of what you do on the inside of your wallet, on your mirror, on the middle of your steering wheel in your car, on your desk, in your cubicle, uh, in your Bible, in your books you're reading. Whatever you're working towards, put your why in strategic places to remind you of why you're doing this. Uh, sometimes I, I think it's good to have a, a three-by-five card of your why that you can read next to the clock you look at to see how long you've been working. When you put that card there, it reminds you that every minute that passed that you're looking, there's a reason that you're spending or investing this time. That, that's, that's your why. So, so practically on the motivation, I want you to write that thing down. Write down your why. Get it to a place where you can remember it uh, and know that's what it is. I know why I'm here. I need you to know why you're here and why you do what you do. A, a big part of what I'm doing in this podcast is simply I have a passion, a desire to equip people to be the best they can be. And so I want to add value to you every day of my life. That's what I want to do. I want to add value to people every day of my life so that your, your life every day is powerful in every area. That is what I, I want to do. That is my why. That is my, my motivation. So I'm here to add value. Why do you do 
what you do. Not, not only do you have to have the right motivation, I, I can't restate this enough. You must also have the right method, the right method. Uh, many people have a, a right motivation but use wrong methods or wrong processes to get where you're going. Understand that process is critical. Why you do it is, is important, but it's also equally as important on how you do it. There's a way to do business. There's a way to function. There's a way to govern yourself. There's a way to run your business. There's a way to build your brand. There's a way to identify your standard. You have to identify the right method that aligns itself with your motive. If the method doesn't align with the motive, then you will never be able to get there because your business, your process will always be conflicted. So you need to make sure that you get that, that method and, and process on par with the motive. So when you look at why you do what it is you do, as much time as you take to write that down, you want to write down next uh, the how we do it. And, and that becomes your, your standard order, your SOP, your standard order procedure, or, or it becomes your, your, your mission, it becomes your, your, your core values. These are things that at an individual level you need in order to run a business. You need to, you need to know what you stand for before you can tell what your business stands for. You need to know how you, uh, what compass you're going to use to make your decisions before you can set up something for the business. Now, let me warn you here. There's a piece of this that I'm going to have to come to and, and, and just tell you. When you're dealing with this method thing, <laughs> I, 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 there's no easy way to say this. Right process identification typically includes failure. See, there's no way you can get to a, a honed, skilled process without trying things and failing. It really depends on how you respond to the failure uh, how you come up with a clear process. You, you've got to understand that, that going through what you go through, you're going to fail. You're not going to always get it right. But the tragedy is not in the failure. The tragedy is in not learning from the failures. So your method should be tried and true, through a tried and through true process that has been uh, uh, procured over time through failures and successes and, and going back and assessing and rehashing what you did to understand and dissecting the process you went through so that you can pull out the best of every situation, thereby giving yourself a standard process or a standard method. Remember, this standard method must be in complete agreement with your motive. If your method does not agree with your motive, again, you will have a catastrophic, chaotic situation that ultimately leads to crisis and conflict. So you want to be able to understand at every level that this is why I do what I do and this is how I do it. And what I want to tell you is that when you get your method, your process, meaning your moral compass, beyond your motivation of why you do it, but how you do it, there's two sides. The, the how from a moral perspective is non-negotiable. You have to decide what type of business person, business owner, leader uh, you will be. You have to decide what will govern your actions every day. That's one side of process that should not change. It should only be uh, revised and improved as you become better at being a better person, leader, more consistent. Now, the other side of how we do business in process, this, the right method, this method must change with your 
business model. Understand that your business model, if it services 10 people, that may, this method may work. If you service 1,500 people, your 10-person method may not, in, may not work any longer. So you've got to be willing to be flexible, always refining your method to match your business. You've got to refine your method to match your business. So your business may dictate a change. Your, your business may dictate growth. Your business may, may dictate that you renew some processes. But even in your renewal of processes, there ought to be a standard by which you do business, how you do business, that never changes. If you're going to be a business of integrity, whether you're serving 10, 100 or 10,000 integrity should be at the core of what you deliver. Now whether you use uh, email or whether you use robocalls or whether you use uh, uh, handwritten notes to thank people, those methods may change over time depending upon how big or how small your organization is or what you need or don't need. But the integrity factor can never change. Please don't get the two confused. They're both a method, but one method serves as my moral compass or my guiding principles of my business, whereas the other one serves as the functionality to get the job done at my job. So, so uh, what you used to do in one shift, you may have to have two shifts. You, you may start out as a breakfast restaurant, and then you may want to add lunch, or you may want to then go from a breakfast lunch to a, to a breakfast and lunch restaurant to, to a restaurant that serves dinner. Well, in each phase, you're now changing your hours. You're changing your insurance. You're changing the number of employees you have. You're changing full-time employees. You're changing schedules. Now you have to have a manager, whereas you could, you, there was a time when you could work the 8-hour day, the 12-hour day, and that be it. Well, now you're open for 12 to 15 hours, so now you need more people. So your method of how you get it done can easily change in that setting. But the fact of the method that, that we our, our, our process is always a process of integrity should never change under no circumstance. And finally, let me move on. Right motivation, right method. Then we're going to deal with right management. And what I want to focus on here is just like your method identification is going to include failure, understand you've got to be able to manage success as well. Handling success is equally as important uh, how you handle that as it is to how you handle your failure. See, when you begin to have success, it's easy to change some things. You, you, it's easy to modify things. It's easy to begin to take shortcuts where you used to pay attention to detail that made you successful. Uh, now you're no longer paying attention to detail. So, so you've got to always have uh, right management. Uh, because understand that as you grow, uh, growth is going to require you as a leader to increase your capacity. So you, you as a leader must always be, uh, you must be pacing the organization. In other words, you set the pace of how quickly the organization grows. So if you want your company to grow, then you have to grow before the company can grow. You can't catch up with the company. Uh, the company will only grow to the capacity of the leader. So if you want your company to grow, then you've got to invest in processes that will allow you to manage yourself in a way that you're always growing. I, I, I love that, that fact that, that I can increase my capacity uh, through investment and process of myself thereby increasing the capacity of my organization. But my organization will not bypass me. Uh, for if it does, I can no longer be a part of the organization. And so it is important that you have right management. Now, what I'm really trying to say is that, that the bigger your business gets, the bigger leader you have to be. And in order for your business to get bigger, then you have to get bigger first. 
So don't look reactively at the process. Uh, look proactively. So when you're, when you're looking to manage your business, don't manage for where you are today. Manage for where you want to go. Lead not according to today's problems, but lead in anticipation of tomorrow's challenges. That's how you grow your business. So I know that it may not be necessary to, to follow each step in this process at this level, but if this is not the level you plan to live at, why not go ahead and introduce those principles of excellence today so that you can grow into them as an organization? So that when your business arrives at that level, you're already prepared for that. And now you're actually building for the next level before you've actually attained the previous level. It's a beautiful thing when we understand that that if we manage this process right and we set the pace, I, I like to look at it. Um, my father, uh, one of the things my father would say to me uh, is that uh, he, he would tell me things about having a drum major instinct. And what he would say is, is the drum major in, in every band where you see a drum major, the drum major plays an instrument. The, the drum major is a musician, but, but what the drum major is, is responsible for is setting the tone, setting the pace, setting the cadence, setting the beat. As the leader in your organization, you are setting the cadence of your organization. And understand the more your organization does, the more you're going to have to do. The bigger your organization gets, the bigger you're going to have to be. The better your organization is going to be is because the better you're going to be. You've got to set the cadence as a leader. Why are you not where you want to be? Well, perhaps you've not had the right motivation. Or maybe it's the right method. Or, or, or maybe it's, it's the right management. But, but in any event, you can change all of these things. Take time. Don't forget your exercises. Write down your why. Reduce it. Make it a statement. Put it on your steering wheel. Put it on your mirror. Put it in your Bible. Put it in a book that you read. Put it somewhere where you see it all the time. Put it next to your clock. Write it down. Write methods. Set you a set of values that you will live by no matter what. And then on your other ones, on your other methods, be, be flexible. Be willing to grow. Be nimble so that you can grow into the next level uh, with your leadership. And then with that management, if you don't set the cadence, you'll never get there. Why are you not, why are you not where you want to be? Maybe you haven't set the right beat. Pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. Don't give out. Don't give up and don't give in. Keep pushing and go be successful. It is in you to be your best version of yourself right now. You can do this. Go and lead right away because you are a gifted leader. Listen, thank you so much for joining me on this week. I'm Rodney Payne, your host of Speaking with One Voice, and I'm just so glad you joined us on today. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Speaking with One Voice. Hope you enjoyed Not Where You Want to Be. Listen, we're going to keep doing this for the next five or six weeks. Want you to keep tuning in. And as always, let's be intentional. Let's grow together on purpose, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would, rate and subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag speaking with one voice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking with One Voice.